Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Agnes Drew, and it's day 1,202 since we came back on the air. What's the news, Agnes? Um, well, it's a bit personal, but at this point I'm getting a little desperate, so I guess I'll try to do the zombie apocalypse version of crowdsourcing this. I need a new bra. I've been looking around for one for a while, and I realize that beggars can't be choosers in this situation, but I can't find anything even remotely close to fitting. Well, what size are you looking for? Oh, I'm... Yeah, that's a bit too far for me to give my bra size on the air. This is just a general call for anybody who happens to know where one or more might be. It's going to be tough for people to help you if you don't tell them what you need. I know, but... Yeah, no, that's just more information than I want to give out on the broadcast. Sorry, everybody. I even have trouble talking about it with Max, and I live here with the two of you, and you know how he is about not being bothered by stuff like this. Funny how some stuff just sticks with you no matter what, huh? Yeah, but now that we're on the subject, who invented the bra anyway? Oh, that's easy. Her name was Caress Crosby, and she was quite a character. Wait, her name was Caress, and she invented a piece of underwear? Like I said, quite a character. She actually invented the backless bra at the age of 19, because she didn't like the way a corset felt. Back in those days, corsets were worn to make a woman's waist as small as possible, and were laced very tightly. There was also a corset cover, which... On one particular occasion, poked out from under the gown she wanted to wear. So she asked her maid for two pocket handkerchiefs, some ribbon, and some sewing supplies. That was 1910. By 1914, she'd applied for and been granted the patent. Go back to the fact that her name was Caress. Oh, well, that wasn't her birth name. She was born Mary Phelps Jacob but usually went by the name Polly. She married a man by the name of Richard Peabody, but later had an affair with another man named Harry Crosby. He convinced her to change her name in 1924. Okay, but why Caress? It couldn't have been worse. I don't know if I can say the name she almost picked on the air, so I'll have to tell you later. But for the listeners, we can just say it was a very intimate part of a woman's body. Something that men stereotypically have a hard time finding. Really? Yeah. Later on, she gave that name to her dog. You weren't kidding about her being a real character. She's so much more than just an unusual name, though. She founded a publishing company called Black Sun Press that published the early work of a lot of really famous writers, including Ernest Hemingway, Henry Miller, and Anais Nin. I love Anais Nin. Why have I never heard of Black Sun Press? I wouldn't worry about it too much. As Max says, you can't know everything. Harry and Caress put a lot of pride into those issues, and they were very well known for having flawless typography and having the finest paper and inks. What a life. Oh, that was only part of it. A fair bit is, as I've mentioned before, not suitable for the public airwaves, but she definitely lived life to its fullest. After her husband died in 1929, she did, well, several other things, 
like I said, not something I can talk about on the air. And then in the 1950s, she founded an organization called Women Against War to protest the conflict in Vietnam. How, how does one person have so much energy to do so much? Some people are just born with it. It's hard to say what causes some of the most extraordinary people to do the things they do. Upbringing backgrounds, early life experiences, availability of opportunity. All of these things go into making us who we are. Some people are able to take that and with a bit of luck and timing mixed in, turn it into the kind of life that sounds so much more fascinating and, and exciting than the lives of most people. But it's not all a bed of roses. Caress had a lot of tragedy and hardship in her life as well. It's a lesson for all of us to be mindful of not comparing our everyday life to someone else's highlight reel, but also to remember that setbacks aren't the end of everything. We can get back up and keep going. What an inspiration. I wonder if there are any books about her in our library. I'd like to hear about some of these things you can't talk about on the air. <laughs> Maybe. Only one way to find out. Get over there and get looking. On my way. But first, for Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.